0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the All-Pro Jaffas, where we bring you the highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan. I am your host, JP. Hey, yo. With me, as always, the 610 Beast from the Southeast, Mr. Country K. I ain't
1: scared of you, motherfucker. I
0: hope so. And with us, our... Formula One aficionado, the quarterback from a days long gone. Long gone. My brother. Caleb, Bernetta, Sunshine, CJ, whatever you want to call him. He's here. Here comes the money. Here we go. I love money it. <laughs> here <comes the> money. <laughs> you asked for it. I got it for you. There you go. Now, no more bitching about what your intro <laughs> is. um i'm happy fella uh so before we get things started wanted to give a quick uh shout out to the uh the three-on-one podcast the guys over there for the a7fl uh matt ryan Corey hammond big rob fabian um had us on uh their podcast yesterday uh should be dropping sometime soon um, so we'll be able to kind of get that out and everything. It was a good conversation. Uh Unfortunately, Kay had a little bit of technical problems uh, to the point where it was better if he just... There was a whole thing to it. We were supposed to do it on Tuesday, but Matt's thing and everything it was getting all glitched out and it was all messed up, so we moved it to Thursday and they made it a point to tell us Make sure the cameras are this way, how I have it here, and make sure your connection is good. Otherwise, the uh, the images and the setup, how he has everything set up, um, would get messed up. So, unfortunately, uh, Kay didn't get to talk too much, if at all, during <laughs> um, during the podcast. But um, nonetheless, with the guys, it was pretty cool to kind of sit there and and, uh, and talk about the A7FL season, especially uh, going into the playoffs in a couple of weeks. Um, but again, shout out to them for having us on. Uh, that episode will be dropping soon. Caleb! So, so. It's been a while since we talked. Yeah. And, and, it's been a minute since uh, we had a race. That, 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 that's also true. <laughs> um, the, in some people's eyes, the biggest race of the year Um, that's fair. Sure as hell. The the most, the most historically, um, liked track and stuff like that of the year. Maybe not liked. Okay, maybe not by the drivers. There's certain things that could get.
2: No, I mean the drivers still love the track. It's still Monaco. Like
0: the historical aspect of it is just there.
2: Yeah, it will. Um, It just. I had a conversation with my friends today about it. And he made some pretty good points. There's just too much history there for – to make it anything else. You know what I mean? For them to, like, drop it. But, again, like, the FIA and and they may just deem the track, you know, unsafe. And then there it goes. like – or not – I don't know, man. I
0: mean, we – we had talked about it before, and we were—you were wondering whether or not they would even decide to keep uh, Monaco again because of what I'm saying, um one the size of the track, um, competitive-wise, and stuff like that. You can understand how back in the day it worked, but the yeah. cars have gotten bigger, uh, like a little 18 bit wider. Feet long, dude, what do you mean? Huh?
2: They're like so, eighteen what? feet long and like four feet, six feet wide.
0: So, well that that's what I mean by bigger. You know, the cars are a lot bigger than than what they than what they used to be. Um and they haven't made any um upgrades or anything like that to the, like the size of the track or whatnot. Well you can't because they're racing
2: on the freaking streets of Monaco. Exactly.
0: That's it's what, not, a, that's it's not an actual track,
2: goes. it's a street. <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying. That's where it brings the problem. They can't necessarily open up the streets anymore. So it's like, wh- wh- what do you do? And it, and I mean, it is. It's just, would, you it, prob- would you agree? It's the toughest track, or one of the toughest. Absolutely, hundred percent.
2: It's seventy-two laps of high, pure adrenaline, shit yourself, fear, jam-packed focus. Just doesn't even doesn't even compute man like these guys are going you know 100 and 180 miles you know down a freaking like and a main three. street going 150 miles an hour down these freaking things like they're putting in a minute and 12 second minute you know tomorrow we'll probably we might see one minute 11 seconds 110
0: that's fast yeah. <laughs> uh we saw images of uh of Monaco um already uh going into uh, this week. The yachts were stacking up trying to find their parking spots. It's all uh big and crazy.
2: Spectacle. See, this is how wh- why Miami should have taken notes because they wanted to do some um Monaco esque type thing with all the yachts, but then they, they, they couldn't even get actual water, so. What,
0: what, what, what do you mean they couldn't even get actual water?
2: Yeah, bro, have you not seen Miami's track?
0: It's not by the water, is it?
2: I don't think so, but, like, they wanted to do all these things with yachts and, like, putting them on the water and all that stuff, and couldn't afford it, um... So what they did was park like boats, like on trailers, and then put like a bunch of either cement or boards or whatever the shit. I don't know, but it's like, and then they painted it like the color of a pool,
0: like the with the yeah. It's really dumb. So wait, they had the yacht just not on the water. Yeah. They decorated the track with yachts off of the water and painted it blue.
2: Yeah, like the ground, they painted it like like or like how a pool reflects like the water and everything. They painted it like that. Look it up; it's hilarious.
0: No, I believe you. It's that's poor hilarious. Hilarious. man's Monaco right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is.
0: But <laughs> we want yachts like Monaco. Uh, you can't. Well, we want him. How are you gonna do that? Well, we're just gonna set him up. We'll fucking figure
2: it out. Gave a Florida man a lab coat and said, "Here, here's a hundred million dollars. Figure it out."
0: Give, gave him a lab coat, lab coat, and a little bit of bath salts, and said, "Figure it out."
2: Yeah, and that's what he came up with.
0: Yeah, he's getting tired of the Florida man slander <laughs> <laughs> Either that um, or
2: he fucking knows it's true, and he's like, I'm just gonna take the hell on
0: this. <laughs> um so far, uh it, it they did the, it, the the practice runs today, right? Yeah. And so far in the practice runs, what have you seen, and is there anything about the practice runs that makes you feel any sort of way about this coming weekend?
2: Um, It is going to be a hard time for Red Bull. Really? This is not their track. Um, They really don't have enough space to show off that straight line speed. Um, The only reason why Max is – it's because he's Max. It's, I mean, it's not even – but, I mean, Mercedes did away with the zero-pod, and now they they have more of that traditional-looking um, chassis, and Hamilton's flying. Um, Signs is, I mean, the Ferraris are quick. Aston Martin, I honestly would not be surprised to see Alonso in first place because of how quick they are at, at, like, accelerating and getting power down so the, you know, out, out, out of the turns and everything. This is, I mean, this track is, I mean, the Aston Martin was pretty much built for this track. Um, now it's just for Alonso to beat Max in qualifying because, I mean, Sunday, there's not, a good, you're not going to see any overtaking or anything like that. Um, that's why Saturday is so important for Monaco, is wherever you pretty much qualify, that's pretty much where you're going to end
0: up. <clears throat> Minus any strategy fuck-ups. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which, speaking of Ferrari, Uh (laughs) we talked about this and I pointed it out and now all of a sudden it's coming not to fruition, but as a rumor. Um, Ferrari is preparing to make a big push to get Lewis Hamilton on the team in 2024. No. No?
2: No. Hamilton said that. it himself. He's never been closer to signing a deal with Mercedes.
0: Yeah, that could just be
2: I know a misdirection. But even even Ferrari's like, no. Like, this is just a bunch of hopeful Italians. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: Sorry. Truth hurts, but, it Italian. Truth hurts, but... <laughs> it's got
0: to be said. Because I saw the rumors, and that's again, that's why I was looking at it going, I wonder what Caleb thinks about all this. Because I wasn't oh, no, they, they, about... they talked Was I not it? talking about that not too long ago?
2: No, I know, but they talked about it today. Because um, they were talking about a $40 million contract or whatever. And... Both sides were like, no. <laughs>
0: what do you what do you say to the rumors? What rumors? Lewis come, Hamilton's going to Ferrari. Yeah. No, no. What? No. Ferrari's going, we don't have enough money. Lewis is going, no. And they've got two pretty freaking young drivers, like. Well, I would look at it like this, going, like, Lewis wouldn't want to go to Ferrari based on, again, when you talk about, like, strategies, decisions, and stuff like that, he's already dealing with certain problems at some points with Mercedes. You really think he's going to want to go to that shit show that is Ferrari right now? Absolutely not.
2: Just fire their team boss.
0: They would need to significantly get better in their strategy game. Yeah, but you
2: can't tell Ferrari that because then Ferrari gets offended.
0: Tough shit. I mean, it is what it is, though. It is what it is. Like I said, it is what it is. Like, if they can't get their shit together, it obviously hasn't been working. They can't possibly be sitting there talking to themselves going, what we're doing is working. We're just not catching a break. What? No. Your decision-making is what's fucking you. And if and if Lewis Hamilton does end up going to Ferrari, Leclerc ain't gonna be there. Leclerc ain't gonna be on the team. Fuck that. No, they might, might swap it. He's like, to Mercedes. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't know if if he does end up going to Ferrari, that would be something crazy. I don't see
2: signs saying no.
0: I mean. I see signs I, in a in a in a fucking McLaren and by next year, to be honest with you. Fuck no. Yep. Because they're gonna try and find another racer to go with Lando.
2: No, they're not gonna drop the rookie like that. There's has done too much in other sports for them not to for them to just ignore that and be like, one year you're done.
0: I mean, they're talking about de Vry's like like that. Yeah, but, okay, two
2: completely different organizations. This is Red Bull we're talking about. Red Bull don't give a shit about your feelings. They don't give a shit about your progress. If you're not performing, you're out. That's the end of it. I mean,
0: period, huh?
2: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly what it is. Red Bull is probably the most cutthroat team not probably is the most cutthroat team on the grid.
0: No wonder they have a Dutchman as their top racer. Well, he's honest. Dutchmen are are cutthroat and honest people. Is he a dick? No, he's just Dutch.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't give a fuck about your feelings. I'll
1: tell you the truth.
0: Respect to the Netherlands. Respect. Uh, respect to the Orange men out there. Um. Which, by the way, that color scheme of having orange when your flag colors are red, white, and blue doesn't make any sense. I don't to any, don't in, in don't, anyway.
2: don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't need to be talked about, right? Doesn't need to make sense. Is that what it is?
2: They like orange. Fuck off.
0: <laughs> um. So, so you're thinking Alonzo has a good shot at winning this race.
2: This is probably his best shot.
0: Best shot at winning a race.
2: This is his best shot to win a race this year.
0: So this is the track that we would say not only is it the toughest, but it's probably 95% dependent on how good your strategy is, is depending on if you're going to win or not.
2: How good your qualifying is.
0: No, but even if you qualify, you can make some strategy mishaps that end up fucking you in position. Yeah, if
2: you double stack while you're in the freaking lead, while you have a 1-2 lead, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a strategy fuck-up. But that's not typically what happens.
0: It's not that big of a track, is it?
2: It's literally like three kilometers. I think it's like a mile and a half.
0: Shit! I no wonder. I no wonder. It's seventy three fucking.
2: seventy two laps of just laps. hair raising, fucking violence and anxiety. I don't even. I'm, it's not even violence. It's just anxiety. It's pure anxiety. That's what it is.
0: And we're only watching. Yeah. Um, right now. uh... I mean, so let's say Alonzo wins.
2: hmm
0: And this is all based on, so if Checo doesn't, let's say Checo doesn't finish. Checo yeah. will
3: finish. Probably Both Red Bulls
0: will finish. But but as far as what the
2: car is built for, Aston Martin have the car to do it because Red Bull can't really open up that DRS and really show off that straight line speed because of I mean that's what Red Bull is. That's and a lot of these tracks, the back straights, that they gain so much time, so much time. Max is just an absolute freak, and his driving line is just allows him to rip like whip the car around and. He has complete faith in his car. Just his driving style alone allows him to just extract, you know, a hundred and ten percent out of the car rather than a
0: hundred. I just say if Alonzo ends up winning this race, that puts him in contention.
2: Yeah, but this would be the only race. So not really.
0: You does not have has, has another win or two left in him. If he stays consistent at the number three spot and then, like, let's say Monaco and two other races, he ends he up winning. He won't. But then outside of the wins, he gets podium in at least third place. No, he won't. He would need a lot of help. A
2: lot of DNFs and a lot of, you know... God's prayers.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to look at the Constructors' standings because that's, that's it's irrelevant. Not, it's over. It's not even <laughs> they, might well just, they might as well just give the trophy to them now, honestly.
2: They're just so fast. Yeah, I don't know how they're so fast. I can't believe they're going to have a Ford engine in that motherfucker in 2026, too. Holy shit. That's got to be gross.
0: Is Red Bull looking like they may have a Mercedes-esque run? Well, shit, how at, quickly... At, think about how world, quickly world they titles figure... In and, and constructors?
2: I don't know, because I'm, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to get new engine regulations and stuff for 2020 we're getting new engine regulations for 2026 but i don't know about body modifications but i mean every year these cars are just going to get faster and faster and faster and faster and lighter and faster um and we'll see how you know they when they change over to the new engines how those perform I have a low key have a feeling that they're gonna perform like shit, but you hope not. Well, every time I mean, Red since since the the V ten era, the cars are just not as fast anymore. They haven't been that fast in forever. It's a V ten though, so I mean. They can really extract, like, a lot of power from a V6, but now they're going to these completely... I don't even know what, what the heck they call them. I don't know. One of these green engines.
0: Hybrid engine? We,
2: we have hybrid engines right now.
0: Oh. Hold on, I just looked at the standings. How the fuck is Lando at 9th? Lando? Yep.
2: He just had to score once. Everybody outside of the top 10 usually is
0: there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, DeVries is like. He's been awful. He's been absolutely awful. All that shit talking going into this year. Uh, Red Bull,
2: uh, Netflix is kind of, I think they painted him up pretty good there. But it was—I don't think he was talking shit. I think it would just came from confidence in his ability, and I mean, but I mean, he's driven like shit. So,
0: Sergeant Captain America, nineteen. He's not last, and he's in Williams. He's not last. <laughs> hes not last. Debris is the only. <laughs> I mean, Alvin any points. Last, essentially, does Alvin have any points? Albin has one point.
2: Okay, so, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter then, right?
0: I mean, you're going to have Americans everywhere getting pissed off at being in last place.
2: But he's not in last, though.
0: He's tied for last. No, he's in 19th. They're t- it's a tie for 19th at
2: 0-0. It's 19th. It's not twentieth. Is his name before He's the been other been guy?
0: Randomly generated with fucking sergeant in last two. <clears throat> is it on the names? On the standings?
2: On the names? Is Lar- sergeant last, or is he in nineteenth? <laughs>
0: He's in nineteenth. Okay. Okay. So shut the fuck up. It's not last. <laughs> By the end of this weekend, he might be in last. I don't know. Nah, man. DeVries has seems to be.
2: Uh, uh, this is the first track that Logan Sargent has actually fucking like raced. So, and he didn't put it in the wall today. So good for him.
0: Hey, always yeah. good when you don't put it into the wall.
2: <laughs> He's pretty slow, but I mean, everything's just building. Everything's just building. Friday is all building. Saturday, you know, you're still building, and you want to hit that, you know, 100 percent you know, come qualifying on Saturday evening. Well, for us, it's morning, but. Very early in the morning.
0: Race day is 6 a.m. over here. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: I got got 8 o'clock, which is nice.
0: Yeah, sure. You're going to have, you might have to, uh, you might have to call me to wake me up. How about you just set an alarm? Be a man. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I could do that, but um, I'm sorry. Um, so for what you've seen so far, not like it's made any difference before because you've made predictions on Wednesdays before you've even seen practices, and they've pretty much come to fruition. So now that you've seen a practice. What are you thinking podium is going to look like come Sunday? Um,
2: I got Max in first because just the way he fucking drives, man. Just the way he drives, especially it, it's just it just doesn't make any sense. You know, and I think. Perez is still figuring it out, but I mean he'll get it. After FP3 tomorrow, I really believe that it's going to be a Red Bull one. Um, and then I got—I I don't know which Red Bull, but um—and then I have uh probably Alonzo or.
0: Your arguments I, are ridiculous.
2: I really, I really want... This, this to is Alonzo's player.
0: race. He's coming in third. Huh? Huh? This is a, the whole fucking thing. Yeah. The whole time we've been talking about this. This is Alonzo's race. Alonzo looks good. No, I what That's not what I said.
2: I said this is Alonzo's best chance to win. That's uh, none of what you said is what I said.
0: <laughs> Alonso's best chick. You also said Aston Martin. The car was built for Monaco, like it's it yes. built for the track. But again, right. it's but still, Max. still, that means nothing to you. He's it's coming. Still, inside. Max.
2: <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> um. Okay, so I got Max got either Alonzo or Hamilton.
0: Hamilton at, at second? Yeah, man. That Mercedes so this, looks quick. So it's going to be either Matt. It, it podium is Max, Lewis, and Alonzo. Max, Not necessarily but Max. in that order, well, except for Max, but...
2: Hamilton, Hamilton looked fucking quick today. He kind of just kept his head down, stayed out of trouble, and he was quick, man. I'm telling you, dude, they did away with the zero pods. That Isn't bullshit. that what he
0: was suggesting to begin with?
2: Exactly. They did away with him for this weekend. And now yeah. he's quick. He's quick. what happens quick. when you listen to your driver, Mercedes? It's like, fucking hell.
0: It took you this long to figure it out, but hey, when it happens, oh, oh. Oh, you were right, Lewis. Yeah, I was right in the beginning of the season, fuckers. <laughs> That's why the rumors were going around. I was going Ferrari. It's the bitch. same floor, the
2: same floor of the Mercedes, but they did away with the zero pod chassis. Right. Um. So we'll we start to see how that's going to affect aerodynamics. Um. Especially for at least for them, everybody else has kind of already figured it out. That shit doesn't. That zero pod bullshit doesn't work. Um.
0: They they let Mercedes die on that hill. for getting rid of it, so. Yeah, um,
2: but I think uh But they either... still manage to keep okay. themselves. All right, here's, the contention. here's my top three. Here's my podium. I got Max, I got Leclerc, and I got Alonzo. <laughs>
0: Where did Leclerc come from,
2: from? Honestly, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be all right. If not, I think he, he takes, I think he takes, poll on qualifying for his dad. His dad just passed and it's his home race. So I really think that he's going to win this shit. So you got LeClaire at one. It's either... Yep. <laughs> LeClaire <laughs> at one. Max in second. Damn. And I know that hurts you to say it. Um, I got Hamilton in third because fuck it. Uh, Perez, Alonzo, Russell. I think Signs hits the barrier. Um, <laughs> A DMF for Signs. <laughs> I think Lando comes in what? Fifth or sixth? Lando comes in sixth. Damn. Um seven. Who have I got? I got Botas for
0: seven. I got eight. Uh, hey,
2: minute, Nico Holkenberg.
1: Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Before you go any further. Is this Botas' first time coming back? What? Because. I'm looking at it right here, kills. Uh huh. Oh, there he is. There he is. I was about to say, I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't I see Botas on this on this list right now? There he is. Found him. Okay. Number eleven spot. That's where he's at.
2: Okay. Well, he That's comes in 14, eighth tomorrow. Thirteen. My bad. Thirteen. He comes. He comes in eighth tomorrow. Yeah. And then after Botas, I got. Esteban Alcon and Gasly. I think the Alpines finished uh, 10 or 9 and 10.
0: You don't or have to go through the whole grid. You know, Nico
2: you know. Hulkenberg in 10th, <laughs> actually. And I got Gasly in 11th. There we go. That's. Have you one. been hitting something today? Magnussen. Yep. Yes, he has. Yes, he fucking has. <laughs> Piastri, I got, no, 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 not Piastri, Yuki Tsunoda, Zhou Guan Yu, right, and then after Zhou Guan Yu, I got Logan Sargent.
0: I feel like you're just going down to just see if you can remember the names, it has nothing to do with race. No, 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 it's got <laughs> nothing to do with that.
2: I got a Logan Sergeant and what? What is it? Where were we at? Fifteen?
0: We we've been at fifteen like two or three times now. No,
2: we haven't.
0: We went back to ten twice.
2: Nah, I went to eleven and then I had to switch the order because it would have been ten and nine and ten. But then I had to switch the order, so I had all the way to eleven again. And then you <laughs> fucked me up. I got you you don't have to do the whole thing <laughs> I, got I, to, I, I asked you
0: for podium that's it that's all I <laughs> all right god damn that must be some good stuff that you just hit of, it's two edibles oh there you go that's exactly why just don't oh, don't go throwing up yeah no,
2: no, 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 no. <laughs> a little one dose little gummies oh okay there
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of the Drafo Army, the Formula One aficionado is fucking Florida. out. We'll Late. see you again next time, little brother. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna call your ass in the morning. Fuck off.
0: You Bye. you will. You will.
2: Wait, no, tomorrow morning.
0: Why tomorrow morning? Because qualifying matters more. Fuck you. Okay, fine. Right,
1: call, call me in the morning.
2: Right, <laughs> oh shit. Kay, did you get any of that?
1: Like the good ending. I got the whole rundown of who's gonna be where.
0: <laughs> yeah, he uh again. Those edibles must have been hitting them pretty good uh before we move on to the next topic we hit our uh hear from our guys over there at uh, raise energy what's up jaffo army jp here the all pro jaffa's bringing you a message from our proud partners over at raise energy raise energy takes a giant leap of faith with instilling a high quality formula to bring the consumer a powerful yet sustained energetic experience to help us put your workouts and focus in general to the very next level. Perfect for anyone at any time, Raise Energy has become the most popular, the best rated energy drink on the market to date with a phenomenal flavor profile that puts most of the competitors just downright to shame. Powered by the enhanced refresh technology, Raise Energy delivers with a performance enhancing energy drink profile that aids in the most often overlooked categories, which include targeted focus, enhanced recovery time as glycogen becomes a depleted, improved clean energy levels, boost in stamina, and in hydration. Most importantly, each can of Rays has absolutely zero calories, zero sugar, zero carbohydrates to give you a smarter and healthier option. You should not have to drink or settle for any other energy drink that contains more sugar and carbohydrates than you can count. Instead, opt for the smart choice with the number one fan voted energy drink on the planet with Ray's energy drink. Use the promo code AlphaRAISE at checkout to get 15% off of your order. Demand more. Join the Rays Rebellion. Let them know the Jaffa sent you. Hell yes, hell yes. Just got my shipment actually today of uh, some Rays stuff. So I uh, appreciate that for being You with guys are us muted. Day one. There you go. I'm muted or you're muted? I can hear you. The- <laughs> Corey, can you hear?
3: Hold on. What about now? Can you guys hear me? I can hear you, yes. I'm coming in. Kay, can,
0: very- can you hear anything? All right. right.
3: I'm. I, I... We can hear you. Yeah, I can hear him this time. Okay, good. All right, so I thought I came in and and, and was uh, coming in real real cold to your show, but I guess I'm good.
0: What's going on, um, gentlemen? What's going, what's going on? on? Army? Long, long time no talk, ladies and gentlemen from the uh, three on one podcast, the Boston Omegas quarterback from the A7FL, Corey Hammond.
3: <laughs> what's going on, Jaffo Army?
0: Going on, man. Again, long time no talk. Again, uh, appreciate you for having us on the podcast
3: yesterday. Well, I mean, it it looked like you were filling in for Rob because he was doing his bachata thing. Um, But uh, we missed Country K a little bit, but uh, we totally understand. And I think it might have even worked out because I think Matt would have had a conniption, whatever that is. I think it would have been something that happened um but it was great to have you it was great to have you guys uh twice because we even did like a you know a a pretend show that i thought was just as funny at times but uh yeah man long time uh long time first time you know long time since we talked and the first time since uh what Mm -hmm. you know pretty much the 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 goose situation in which i had i had goose was that
0: week four week five
3: uh it was right before bic so yeah and then uh the first offensive play of the game my guy got hurt and i was like oh so i guess to you know since the curse is broken he, he ended up playing every game uh and and the rest of that game too so um even an injury couldn't stop goose but uh
0: he played yeah. well all year, and you guys got a whole hell of a lot better at the end of the season, or getting towards the end of the season. So a lot of promise for the Boston Omegas. Yeah, uh, I
3: mean,
1: next
0: year.
3: you know, it's funny. Rob always represents the, uh, the the champs, and he always talks about his rings on the show. I guess I've taken the role of the uh, the Ophers. You know, but I was talking – I was actually just uh, – I was just talking, uh, you know, doing my rounds, talking to the guys in the league, and I was talking to uh, my friend that uh, is one of the hosts for the other side of the ball, um, a defensive end that in the fall played for the Kryptonite, and uh, one of their, uh, you know, the color analyst for their broadcast team, uh, Scott McCorkle, but I call him Bjorn Skarsgard, the Viking. And when we were talking, we were talking, we were talking more about, uh, you know, kind of how you know the West and the East kind of match up. But one of the conversations that we were having is is that, you know, just for instance, it just kind of came up as just, a, you know, talking about, you know, some of them we were talking about on our show, um, you know, the defenses out there and how they kind of like stack up as a group. And I I was basically using the Omegas and I was saying, look, you know, we I think we would have, we would have put up like 30, 40 on some of those teams. But, you know, uh, on the other teams, the top teams, we probably would have, you know, fared very similar to the way that we've. Fared against some of the top teams out here, so I mean, you know, it, it, it was funny. We uh, we kind of came in hot on the on the Vegas guys um, with a little bit of a misunderstanding because then I, I rewatched what uh, we were kind of responding to, and it wasn't really anything other than you know they weren't calling out the Northeast. I don't I I think they know better than that. They were just kind of you know patting themselves on the back, and rightfully so. They got some great talent out there, but um, you know for the Omegas. It was it. It was definitely a difficult season. Uh, it was it was a grind for you know every guy on that roster for an in, like a different reason. But you know the last the last two weeks of the season, we uh, near we we more than tripled our output in weeks zero through five. In, in week six and seven, we more than tripled our output offensively. And we uh, we cut the deficit from being, you know, you know, cartoon numbers, um, you know, against two of the top teams that are headed into the playoffs. And, you know, 0-7, a lot of guys aren't going to say publicly anything positive about us. And that's fine. But I'm proud of our guys. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, I look at this season as as a relative success considering, you know, no, no actual victories. It's hard to say that, especially when the guy that sits on the other side of the ball for me uh, talks about, you're either, you know, a champ, you know you're know, you a, you're great or ass.
0: Yeah. The, the hierarchy um, of ass. Yes. Um. Now are,
3: were, were we, were we a great football team? You know, competitive wise? Absolutely not. I think everybody would agree that we would want to be, you know, tighter in those games. But um, just as men and young athletes and old athletes and, you know, cast off athletes to, you know, fight the way that we did, it, it does say something about us. You know, I'll let, I'll let Mike Jones, our biggest fan on The Lives, uh, you know, do any more praising, but, uh, you know, we, we, we improved and that was really my goal uh, for the team. And even for my old ass, you know, I ended up with uh, eight touchdowns to my seven picks and about you know nine hundred and fifty a thousand yards passing in seven games. So, you know, I've had better years, but um, you know, I've, I've I've had the same years with more wins. So, uh, yeah, yeah,
0: well, it, it, I mean, I, again, the the improvement towards the end, and you know, people got to remember. And again, I love Big Rob to death. I really do, and I love how he. How he calls it. It's very straightforward. It's very like you know, to the point of, you know, it needs this is how it how it is. Um, but especially with new essentially franchises coming in, new divisions and stuff coming in, the growing pains, and we talked about that a little bit on the on the three-on-one yesterday, the growing pains of becoming you know, a franchise in the A7FL, the learning experience you guys went from, yeah only scoring six points a game and then the last two weeks just showing up and there's something there. So it's like, it, it's a good step in the right direction going. You can't really go any worse than 0-7, right? No. So there, there's, there, it, it, it's all up, uphill from there. So, you know, hopefully everything in Boston gets – uh, more situated, maybe get more games in Boston too to to help out with the home team situation.
3: Well, and there's um, the and it's a division, right? So it's a division just like Ohio and Florida. Um, it just needs the enrollment. And uh, I was I always joke with the Omegas guys. I, I like the Omegas uniforms and and the logo, but there's this uh this this badass lobster that they've already designed for the Red Claws. Um, that's fire. Yeah, he's he's a he's a it's a fucking fire logo for a Boston the Larry, team. Larry
0: Lobster from Spongebob. Is that what they got on their logo?
3: Uh, this guy's this is this is L apostrophe something like he's Angelo like he would beat the shit out of that lobster from Spongebob for sure. <laughs> um, and don't sleep on the lobster from Spongebob because wasn't he jacked as shit, too? Exactly. Yeah, but he was still way too cartoonish. And and my my guy, my guy for the Red Claws, he is serrated claws for some reason. He has that of evolution quirk. Um, so you know, he's he's taking down any character from SpongeBob, including the sperm whale.
0: Wait, are uh, so are we are, are we hearing this correctly? Corey Hammond is jumping ship to the the Red Claws? No, no I, no, I would, oh, I would okay.
3: never. I would never switch teams, uh, season to season. The only way you would is if they cut you. No, that's not true either because there's there's been instances in the past um, and we won't go down that uh, history book. But it's funny, uh, just to kind of put a cap on this conversation, um, it, where Big Rob is now, right? But Big Rob always never shies away from kind of explaining where he came from in this league. And to talk about BIC specifically – when they first made their appearance in the, the, the itineration of A7FL before it was A7 Town Beef, they were the O team. And as recently as 2020, after a rebuild, right, after I was the quarterback in 2018, and then I left for, long story, um, Rob left, Pat Coburn left, Mr. Incredible left, pretty much everybody but Courage left. The 2019 team, man, and then 20 they had zero wins again. So, the, the the cyclical nature of building any football squad and any roster, you know, construction, the 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 growth isn't in the the exponential growth isn't in year to isn't in week to week, right? Even though we grew every week, it's if we can keep or the omegas in general can keep the relative same core. But also build and get the depth, get the, you know, the linemen, get enough of the position players so you could see, you know, there's there's a guy, and he's also a rapper, so check out his, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram, Farrow Bacon. And uh, he actually put six up on the board as a defensive player, one of the our last play from scrimmage in the 2023 season. And guys, when you say 2023, doesn't it still sound like fucking ancient? But in the 2023 season, Pharaoh Bacon with a pick six, just to just to okay. cap off the Omega season, pull the pull the game to 14 points, a respectable deficit to a playoff team. And, you know, to, to juxtapose. How, how, how did
0: like, that name come about?
3: That's I don't know, man. You you know that's that's like asking snag. That's like asking Angelo Lewis Jr., who plays for the U number twenty five, snags Sosa. Why his name is Snags Sosa? And I don't know if you saw the Instagram. There's that white dude for the Watchmen that has the dreads that they're calling uh, they're calling Rasta Flash. So look, man, when somebody's got a name, bro, you just go with it. And my guy, Faro Bacon. Was Aaron. Farrow Bacon. Look, he's a, he's, a, he's 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 he. If he picked the shirt on tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch, he would pick the thick boy season shirt. Let's be honest. He was one of my offensive linemen, and the pick six that he made, he's a defensive end, kind of dropping back into coverage, and he made the play. He also scored on a 70 yard return. And he did a little hus. Now, he did it on the quarterback at the time, which was a little bit of a, a, a bigger dude himself. But the six is six, man. You know, it, we ain't taking it away. And to, to clarify on his name, he's also a rapper. So, I mean, there's worse rapper names than Faro Bacon, too. That's that's true. I mean, there's better names. Uh, you know, no disrespect to my guy. There's better better names than Faro Bacon, maybe but there's absolutely probably hundreds of rappers that have worse names. And, you know, he's, 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 he's doing, he's got a lot going on for him positive. And, you know, just, just he what, we keep telling everybody about our season. We just don't always include the record.
0: Let's just say that. (laughs) I mean, you don't really have to, but it's actually, it, it makes sense because that makes what, coach Zoe, a another uh you know coach that we've had on the show you know plenty of times and stuff that was one thing that he said in one of his stories when he was coaching in high school you know he would talk about like all the good positive things that that happened and then from there it they got oh what was the record oh we went oh and 10 well what do you like but He's he, seeing the positives in it, so that's a good way of, of uh, of looking at it. But going now, the regular season's over. We're going into the postseason. Yep. And you know, uh, once the, yesterday's podcast drops, um, I feel like there are going to be some Vegas guys who are going to be upset with, especially with me, because. I remember the text message sound the referee or whoever it was said some rando and I was like, "Okay, guy, ran." I was like, "That's fine."
3: Well, what, rando what, is... the, the Will the Will Mitchell text?
0: Yeah.
3: You um, well, the. Tra- I was like, "Okay, well, no, So that's, so, fine. Ju- just, that's a little, just a little <laughs> behind the scenes, because if you're uh, if you're a fan of the three on one and you do eventually get to that episode, now you'll know what happens behind the scenes. Um, that that text straight cap he had no idea you were on he has no there was no text he doesn't even have my cell phone number um that was not a true actual thing that occurred but oh as as rob calls me right sometimes rob calls me listen he says i'm course i predict the future in place hand to god that like my hands, my hands up here, say hand to God when he listens to the three on one podcast this week, whether it's when it drops, whether it's in like six days from now, as soon as he hears it and he realizes that not only is there a guest, but it seems like there's just another dude that he's never even heard of in our league. Just basically replacing big Rob. He's going to be like, yo, you can't even fucking get me on. <laughs> so a, It didn't happen. Your future. It it will. It will happen exactly like that. And when it does, I will text you and you can like post it to Twitter be like, see, he does know the future. (laughs) I mean, um, so that's just a little behind the scenes. But like, you know, now now
0: it kind of makes sense because at first I was like, there's
3: no way he could have known that you were on because it wasn't live. So it's just. <laughs> it, it's me it's me basically preemptively answering him when he asks me that question by acting like it already happened and I apologized so he'll hear my answer as he's thinking it. But he's still going to text me and he's still going to say the same shit. All right. <laughs> oh, if, if it, if it don't happens, be like that if I had a rock <laughs> bust
0: your head, If it happens then it happens, but that I mean again it was hilarious, but again guys from Vegas are going to be upset. With what gets said, because, like you said, we were kind of reactionary to what was
3: well and and let let me put into context because this is what we'll do, right they now they we we, we promote your show, we said you guys are west Coast, all that they'll start listening, they'll start paying attention, right, and you'll be the heel, and country K will swing in and be like, but nah you know, I'm a football player, Jay don't You're really know what he's talking shit. about." Listen, Vegas hits, and then boom—you have the dynamic that you, you got the hook because you know, you know. Sometimes people react more strongly to the negative than the positive, so they're gonna be like, "What the heck is this guy saying?" And then they'll be like, "Corey Hammonds on the show—he's probably talking more shit." And then, oh That's man, he spoiled the whole thing because they're they're watching right now. Hi, hi sick with it? Hey, sick? Mm. No, but 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 the the guy we reference right, his name is Daniel Packer, right? When he came on their show, um, I watched it afterwards just to get more of the context, just to make sure that, you know, and I also called him to kind of like let him know what was going on. But what, what they were doing is basically saying, like, look, A, if the refs allow us to hit like they're allowed to hit in Jersey, because Will Franklin, the ref that I mentioned, hmm. right, the the head ref that I mentioned, he's actually from Baltimore, but he does a lot of the games of the week refing. Um. He flew out to Vegas to work with the referees that do the games out there. Um, you know the 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 ten a.m. Vegas time game, the one, the four, and the seven. Um, he went there specifically to work with the referees to make sure that they knew the ins and outs of the little nuances of how the rules are applied you can look at a, a, a piece of paper with all the rules spelled out in, in plain English, all you want in real time, you know, professional athletes moving at, at high speeds and, 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 you know, pretty big time, you know, force applied in, in the velocity that they're bringing with the size that some of these guys are, there's been, you know, and I don't ever really criticize referees cause you know, it's like, it's like, it's, you know, the referees expected if the referee was a quarterback, he'd expect to have a hundred percent completion percentage, right? Mm-hmm. You can't ever make a mistake, not even one half a mistake, right? So we hold them to a really high standard. So I look also just whisper publicly. If you like publicly say that you're like with the refs, you know what you do is you get you get fucking star calls. But it, Will Mitchell who runs our refs went out there to kind of work with them. So what Daniel Packer said is that if the refs ref the playoffs, like they let Jersey play, then the Vegas guys will be able to hit in the way that they feel comfortable with. It really wasn't a shot. Right. And then what Daniel Packer said later was that not that, there's anything wrong with the Northeast? Not that he's he was comparing like apples to apples, and this apple that is in the West Coast is better. What he was saying is just don't get it twisted. We over here aren't soft, right? And then one of their guys, a guy I respect, but uh, you know I'm not going to put his put his name out there. But then one of the guys said, "Oh, well, you know, if they letting us hit, man, they ain't got a chance, right?" And that's kind of what I think, Matt was was responding to and what we were responding to was that type of just flippant like you know oh man they got no shot if this is the case which is which is probably not a a, a, like a relatively accurate statement in in my opinion right but what i would also say is is that they're the local guys so you know they're going to do the little bit of local rah-rah stuff and i think it's it's actually fun and fine um realistically what we did say though on yesterday's podcast that this one i think that we're talking about now is has dropped first so it's like almost like a preview you like this show check out the three-on-one podcast presented by the a7fl wherever podcasts are sold and i know they're free but (laughs) if you wanted to so you could find them anyway but when it drops you get to hear myself country k like for like a real quick half second i wish it was the samuel l but i know that it's the stairs motherfuckerly, so you can't yeah you can't really you gotta you gotta find some common ground <laughs> the zone doesn't really let that fly i guess i don't know they let us curse so who knows
0: yeah that's why i was like
3: hmm. <laughs> but i don't know like like just leaving it up there just just chilling yeah i'm yeah. down with it and that's why but uh, but i also have to like remember I gotta kind of do stuff off camera, like a little bit.
0: Well, for them, yeah. Here, I mean, it's up to you. Plus, the smoke kind of coming in the frame doesn't. Well, that is really that
3: that is that's. I can neither confirm nor deny what that is or why it's coming in. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I I'm very close to a smoke alarm just in case there is any danger. So I think we're safe uh, for now. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, enough talking about my dumb ass and and our dumb asses in general.
0: Let's
3: talk we about the A7FL playoffs, playoffs.
0: The, the, it it's turned into something now to where I'm looking at it going. Playoffs. Thank you. Uh, is that Maverick? That is Maverick in the background doing what's something?
3: up, Maverick? Hey, when, Ma- when Maverick when Goose was on, were you were you running the boards when Goose was on?
0: I don't think he was. I think Goose. it was just me.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought it was on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, so we never we never got the Maverick and Goose. Maybe we're gonna have to do that.
0: We might have to, yeah. i, gotta, I was actually thinking about Maverick, the same thing.
3: Maverick, how's it going? Uh, recruiting some of the Wall Street bet guys to to start a a, a team slash division. <laughs> I mean, they should they should they should basically, you know, Wall Street bets should look at the lost porn that the Omegas were putting up, and if anybody deserves, you know, the the good old you know, Diamond Hands, you know. Wall Street bets guy thumbs up. It's it's the Omegas that were putting some some heavy football loss porn up on the boards early in the season. <laughs> um maybe we can make that happen. But uh we talked about the playoffs a lot on our show. Um yeah. and 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 I think what what happens is there's so much conversation around the playoffs, it kind of gets bogged down when we start to look at the minutiae. But um, you know, I think I think you got you at least, Jay, were kind of on record saying that you're feeling
0: well i mean i was pretty much feeling in the way of and i'm i don't feel like i'm alone in my thought process because derek has come on record and said relatively the same things that he you know there is no expectation really that vegas is gonna just go in there and dominate the northeast or could it like it's there's steps that need to be taken and he kind of said it too that you know he the way the format set it up he would like more interconference you know yeah. play we
3: we actually when when we were hypothetically working through the schedules for the regular season um we were hoping that there would be a way to have a two week slot in the middle of the season where it would be you know interdivisional play right mm-hmm. um Earlier in the offseason there was more Baltimore teams. So the Baltimore teams were kind of be playing themselves. And then the Baltimore teams might drive down to Florida as well as going to New Jersey. And New Jersey was maybe close enough to maybe even consider Ohio. And, you know, Boston was promising more than just the one team. And, you know, so it was always in the cards and it's always what, you know, the fans want, what the players want, what the league wants. It's just, you know, ask, you know, ask all of the failed spring leagues how that goes when you commit to it up front. It, you know, the the cost structure of a spring football league has proven to be the biggest obstacle. And at least so far, the A7FL is the longest running in the history of of football yep. in the spring, uh, professionally, and. You know, the way that we've really done it is by keeping the regional games, which, you know, helped with the overall cost, but also, you know, breed familiarity, right? Like, you know, in the the middle of the regular season, in the mid 2000s, if you were stuck with a Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns game, yeah, the two teams were absolute dog piles, but what, and not dog pounds, right? Dog piles, but, but the familiarity of the teams being in in the division you know sometimes you would get like a 38 to 35 game that was won at the end um you know the 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 competitive balance in its own little you know smaller biome you know vegas is early right so it's almost like uh it's almost like gonna follow the same life cycle as jersey in my opinion you're gonna have you know, the, a period where, where the teams are, are, are settling in, you know, right. Um, There's eight, there's eight teams in the Vegas division now, right. Right. There used to be 16 teams in, in New Jersey. And what happens is, is over time, the teams that continually year in year out go in knowing that they have zero chances of championship, the way that they're currently constructed, they look to another team that's similar, that has parts, and they say, look, if we combine, boom, one super less team, team. Yeah. And, and not necessarily a super team now. What we're doing is we're taking, like, for instance, if the OTT combined with the Hunters, right, the five and the six, they're looking to maybe slide close to where the force are. They yeah. have the numbers. They might be able to, you know. Build a defense that has a chance and an offense with some weapons and and New Jersey's been through that Maryland's been through that. That's why Maryland's down to the two teams now where they used to be like four or five consistently every year. And that combination of teams you've already seen with Florida in their year three. The A team don't exist anymore. The original champs, because a lot of those guys were either looking for reps or joining the night crawlers who were the presumptive favorites anyway. Yeah. So. Hey,
0: you didn't you didn't get a chance to hear it, Kay, but especially Big Rob, there's there's a lot of praise for the Tampa Bay Nightcrawlers. And um I'm thinking if Tampa somehow wins the, the championship this year, I think Kay is one hundred percent gonna be getting a jersey um from them. You know, repping the hometown and everything, and then Especially kind of hearing it from Big Rob and from you. What they got going there, especially with Bagway, is it shouldn't be overlooked. Because they're going to come back and bite you in the ass if you do. So, is there anything, because I know there was a little rumbles here, but is there anything that you can kind of confirm is what's yeah, going I, on? Yeah, I can
3: confirm that it's almost confirmable, but I can't confirm it because the guy has a step on the field. Um, The guy I talked to plays on the team is a, a a big time playmaker and plays both sides of the ball and is one of the most important players on their team. So when I was talking to him and I can't really confirm who he is or what he said specifically um, I'll say this. Some of our suspicions I feel are going to turn out. Correct. But the thing about the night crawlers is, it, it seems like, and it's a no fault of their own, maybe, because the situation that they've been put in. They're they're isolated in a part of the country where the the teams that they can test themselves against, are the ghosts, and the O town Orange. And I gotta give the O town Orange credit because they are another basically expansion team. They existed two years ago, uh, had a season off. Long story but came back, uh, built a team from scratch, and started out losing to the Ghost in the first game in overtime. So, you know, know, when you lose to the Nightcrawlers, you are obviously going to probably lose that game anyway. But when you lose to the only other team in the division in overtime, there's two ways your team can go. And this kind of goes back to the Omega type of situation, right? Mm Because look at week seven, D.C. buzz. They didn't even show up against BIC. They didn't even want to play. They didn't want to take the trip, which is shorter than the Boston trip. You know, the Boston guys were still hungry. They were still trying, right? You know, I always do the I'll try, but whatever. That's – it's it's more than just the, you know, I won't be an asshole, but I will kind of, you know. (laughs) Um, So, when – I. I talked myself out of my train of thought. I'm just trying to get back in. I know, I, I know approximately where I was, but I forgot my point.
0: Well, I, with with Tampa Bay,
3: with oh, O-Town. The, the, with the old town orange, yeah, with the old no. town orange. So when when they get to that point and they lose an overtime, there's two ways that your your season can go. You can take a really tough and probably heartbreaking loss because it was right there for them. It was an interception to the crib like pick six in overtime so that means that you're likely like have a chance to score and a guy that's that's your most vocal guy right the guy that talks the most the quarterback devon gray throws an interception that leads to a touchdown and he specifically but also the rest of his team had to hear about it probably until the next time they played when the next time they played, they beat the crap out of the Ghosts. And I respect <laughs> the guys in the Ghosts. And they, the, the Ghosts actually have a dude, Woody Ness Charles, who used to play for the New Jersey Savage. You know, there's a guy okay. down there that there's another guy down there from the New Jersey division, Marcus Bishop, that plays. So, you know, it, 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 these guys know how the game goes. But the other interesting thing that I that I heard when I talked to that player that's kind of given me good feelings about the nightcrawlers is I told them, I said, look, you know, you and and the rest of those stars on that team, if you guys show up and play, it becomes a story. You get more teams down there. There's more attention on the division. You know, things start to get better. You know, everything goes up. And I know that the flag tournaments that you guys do pay out more consistently, but they're, they're not on the same level. And yeah you got to go through a long season in the a7fl but but the 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 visibility leads to endorsements which is bigger money yeah and 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 all of that's true but but the but the thing is is that the the person that i talked to did say this about the 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 a7fl prospects for florida in florida there's tons of guys out there that want to play football they gravitate more towards flag because the the physicality of tackle requires bigger dudes and the and the way that the culture of flag down there has turned into like all of these guys basically you know on on the nine man everybody's eligible they got tons of of wide receiver corner talent that is probably on par or better than anyone in any of the leagues you know just to, just as a general rule the problem is is that for our league the a7 fl you also have to have enough of the big guys that you can take on a physical team yeah. and for me the night crawlers are, are going to be an interesting look into that because if they if they have some kind of formula where they can bypass that they might set a new precedent and just like the nfl the the, the a7 fl has its own life cycles as well where we used, used to be a, a 1990s heavy run league mm-hmm. where most of the guys in our league were, you know, closer to 300 than they were to. If you look at BIC's roster, they got a lot more guys that are closer to 160 than 300 now. And it's because it's the, the, the spread offense as it's trickled down through, you know, college and then, you know, high schools and now Pop Warner that you know evolution now those guys are 20 21 22 and they're playing in our league now so it, you know the, for the night crawlers the hard thing for me is that they're gearing up for just basically that one game and if they can beat new jersey you know yeah but but their their only shot is against either the or one of the two best teams in the entire country, and if they win that game, then you—I know for a fact that everybody on that Vegas roster is going to be like, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> we but we that, were so that, busy talking
0: about we here. were so busy talking about the Northeast that we forgot about Florida.
3: Well, it's it, it, it's easy to forget about Florida because, be honest you guys know it and talk about it, right? When you have a situation about your product that you're putting out there that's that's a little less than flattering, how often do you talk about it, right? Like for instance, like let's say hypothetically um th- there's a there's a situation where like one of your rooms has like an em- embarrassing statue of a of a sports figure that you're a huge fan of but that just is is I don't know, like terrible Go, goes zero and seven in a season i don't know just whatever right so like people like, like who some...
0: used to admire matthew stafford before he left to the rams who people who used to admire matthew stafford before he went to the rams
3: yeah, because he, was good, though. yeah because he was good though he brought the lions to the playoffs tell me tell me three quarterbacks that have okay. done that
1: well, Tim I, mean, I Tebow, guess the, the, the quarterback
0: who wrote um, tales of
3: Barry Mayfield, Scott Mitchell,
1: Kyler Murray. I gave you three. What? Tim Tebow, oh. Baker Mayfield, and Kyler Murray. I ain't going for that Matthew Stafford praise.
3: You Thank you. Well, that's fine, and we could you could talk bad about Matthew Stafford. I'm just saying, who has taken the Lions? in the NFL, in the history of the NFL, named three quarterbacks that have, and I don't know, I I don't mind the names that you all said there. But what I'm saying is is that it's 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 I think it's I think it's Matt Stafford, Scott Mitchell, and maybe Charlie Batch, but I don't even think Charlie Batch ever did it. But anyway, who cares about who cares about the fucking lines? they're they, Jared Goff, Actually, they look pretty good. They got a, they got a they got a guy with a Norman's jaw as their coach, and then that, that solved everything. Um, I, I wanted
0: to I wanted to ask you about a certain team that I feel like.
3: What with the Jets?
0: No, no, not in the NFL. No, no, no oh. Jets stock here. Um, the Sin City Chaos, five and zero. I'm looking at this stat right here. And this is kind of like, like.
3: Yeah, they're like 300 to six or something, right? Uh, yeah.
0: They've only allowed six points against them. I don't think any of their games have ever gone into the fourth quarter. If they have, I haven't no, seen it. No, the heist.
3: It. They played the heist one time and it was 26 nothing. That's not a mercy rule. So that game, that game finished. Um, I'm pretty sure.
0: But. When we look at the chaos, obviously their road to get to um, the championship is the, the the playoff point is not as difficult as it is in the Northeast. So if they have, you know, it's basically one game, one two games to get the championship. But is this a team that some people may be? Kind of overlooking?
3: Well, the thing, the thing that's interesting for both Ohio and Florida is it's the easiest path in, in the A7FL to get to the Final Four. To get to the championship for both divisions is pretty tough because both of those divisions basically cold without any high-level competition get one shot like it's a fucking Eminem song and one opportunity, right, against one of the the toughest teams in the league that's battle-tested, right? Ohio has the benefit of the Final Four game against the Western Conference champion out of that bracket. They're hosting those guys they get to play insomniac sick with it fours aces, whoever it is, they get to play them in Ohio. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty, you know, big advantage potentially. Now, is it enough? We'll see. But the fact is, is that they still have to beat a real team to get to the championship. Now, would the road for sick would it be be harder yeah probably right would the road yeah. for a team like the u be way harder we talked about it last night The you would have to beat the snow tribe team eh. but then they would have to be uh presumptively bic and then the watchman likely or the animals if they beat and, the Watchmen, and which i,
0: is- I kind of wanted i kind of wanted to get to this a little bit yesterday but it. it we just we didn't have have a chance to get to it. There was a lot to talk about yesterday, but I wanted to get to the point of this, and I it, it's almost like I wanted to actually emphasize on how difficult the Patterson U road would be to get there because once when they play and I I'm pretty good in my in the I'm pretty good with the assumption. That they're gonna go and beat the snowdrive.
3: And right, 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 right.
0: They're gonna be playing a BIC team who after their loss to Patterson U was heated. They it, it, it they turned into a completely different team after that game. And this game Patterson U is going to get an angry, pissed off, vengeful BIC team that if they're not ready for it, it's just... I'm not going to say that they're not going to be ready for it because obviously that rivalry runs deep and they will be ready for it. But that going through the BIC and then even whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket, whether it's... You know, the renegades, animals, watchmen. It, I mean, we can't emphasize enough that the Patterson you rode. Would, and then having after that to go face the, who was it? The Florida champ? Yeah. The Ohio, they'd have to go La- face Florida. Probably the Nightcrawlers. And then from there would have to pay, play
3: the Ohio champ? No, it would be, well, whoever wins Ohio Vegas. Oh, that's right,
0: so Vegas plays whoever beats wins in Ohio,
3: so then, oh man so it if, if if you if you're looking at one road that's harder than everybody else's to actually get there, it's the 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 road to win a championship that's the hardest is likely snow tribe, but since oh, that's well, not gonna yes. ever happen, um the reason they're the sixteen. Well, they have they would have to beat the U B I C watchmen you know the if the, if the if the snow tribe win a championship, good for them, right? hell would have then snowed over, totally frozen. I'll keep going with the joke until Jake comes back. Um, hell would have snowed over pigs everywhere, not just the pig skins that I throw, but the, the, apparently the 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 throws from Jonathan Keels that are always into the dirt. they will be flying. And we will have probably the beginning of an apocalypse if Snow Tribe wins the championship this year. So, But in a realistic view of looking at it, you look at, sick with it, yeah, they got the force week uh, week one of the playoffs, but then week two, they play the winner of OTT and a vibe, bye week. <laughs> That's a fucking bye week. And no disrespect to either of those teams, good for them. They made the playoffs, and they would both of those teams would likely – um, you know, beat the Omegas, they're not going to beat Sequinit or the Force. So, you know, it's yeah. it's definitely going to be interesting. And I think the most interesting game of week one is Sequinit-Force. That might be one of the better games of the playoffs. Because especially in that those early rounds, you see it in the NFL wildcard round all the time. Teams play real desperate when – you know, if you lose in the first round of the playoffs, your season feels like a failure, right? Yeah. So whether it's against a good team or not, nobody cares about that. It's the first round of the playoffs. So as 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 great as Sickwood it has done, if they're down in the fourth quarter against the Force in the first round, they're likely going to be playing. Balls to the wall, desperate as fuck, because they don't want to be told the entire offseason that, yeah, your regular season was great. You scored 92, but you lost in the first round of the playoffs. So there's going to be an intensity level in that game, week one, that I think is going to be unmatched in that week. Yeah. And then the interesting games for me in week two are obviously the the headliner, which is going to be BIC, you. you got Watchmen likely animals, which it's Huff versus the the Baltimore Super Team. And those teams didn't play in the regular season. So that's the first time these teams are playing each other at all. And in the West Coast, you know, some of the other second round matchups out there, are meh, but the Insomniacs play the Aces. And it's the number one team, likely, from the Insomniacs, assuming they win against the Kryptonite. And the Aces assuming that they beat the sixth seed out of uh Vegas in the Hunters. And if that's the matchup and it's Aces Insomniacs, I think the Insomniacs are the better team. But who knows what could happen. You know, there I've seen weirder things. Well, in- I mean, or- I,
0: I had also I had also made it a point on there before because the California team it's almost like they have to their advantage because if I'm not mistaken, the, the Aces were the team that went to the East yeah. Coast, right? They yeah, actually they, have they... that experience against the Northeastern teams, but they've had the, you know, I guess, unlucky scenario of having to just play each other themselves in the vibe um, three times this entire season. Aces could be that dark horse team that, because of that fact that they only played the vibe and vibe the same way. They Uh, could come in here and and, the
3: vibe film. They don't have a shot. They're likely going to lose to OTT. Um, They, they were better than the gold, but you've seen gold games. It's not that hard to be better than the gold. And then they they let the gold score almost 40 on them. So, um, you so. know, shout outs to the California division, shout outs to Kelly Hurst, who, you know, started, you know, helping with player management in Vegas, is now basically the director of, and I don't know what her official title is, but basically she's the uh, HBIC out there in uh um in, in the California division. And she's starting to get things ramped up. But the class of that division is the aces. I think that they have some legitimate things that they can do and, and rely on, right? When you're a football team one of the most important things to to have is an identity because then everything else kind of falls in line. And I I think at, at minimum they know who they are and what they can do. And I don't think that they have a shot against the insomniacs, but it's like you said, there, there is an unknown to like how good they are. Yeah. And my, I have these sneaky suspicions about the, the teams out there in Vegas at times because they've been so untested for so long if they actually get in a situation where it's really competitive you know people think that you could just turn it on and a lot of guys can but sometimes you go to turn it on and then you're still a little bit off or a little bit rusty and in a high stakes playoff scenario you know it's it's tough to it's tough to overcome a lot of different things and then figure out how to stop from struggling especially when your roster's really deep and like uh, and guys have been what they what they call unselfish all year.
1: Yeah.
3: Unselfish on a successful undefeated team is just another. It's it's a synonym for waiting my chance to start bitching because I know I'm good and that guy fucked up. <laughs> and, and I don't know if the insomniacs are like that. I don't know if the if sickwood is like that. I don't know if the force are like that. But I've seen a lot of these guys on teams in the fall be like that. And, you know, it it seems to be like endemic of of some of the, you know, culture out there, which is, is overstating it a little bit. But the one thing that I think could stop the Insomniacs, whose roster is legit and loaded, is if they don't if they pull a night crawlers and they don't take it seriously even if they're better than their opponent and their opponent somehow manages to keep it close enough and then throws the the you know the lightning quick counter punch at the end that puts them in a spot where it's like oh shit, now it's on the line yeah you know i don't think that's going to happen to the insomniacs but there's a couple of spots where it could um but you know if they, don't I, I take kinda, the Aces, if they don't take the Aces seriously enough to try to, you know, just just to take care of business for real, for real, which I think they will, they could I, be in trouble.
0: If I remember the Vegas, you know, season and stuff like that correctly, the time that it and Insomniacs played each other, I be- the last time I checked, it was a close game.
3: It was week one, and it was a three-point game. And to be fair, both teams have really never played an A7FL game uh, as constituted, like currently constituted, as they are, together. So, with so kind of like that the first, so
0: that matchup for the for the LA Vegas championship. You know, if championship, it goes,
3: if it's, if it's Insomniac, sick it's going to be just as hype as oh whatever the god, championship is.
0: That's going to be a ridiculous game. I am going to be honest because I, I I I think you and I agree. I'm a I'm a fan of a sick. Sequ- regardless of my criticisms, which I believe are fair in the assumptions on how the defense and stuff like that works out there in Vegas.
3: Well, we were talking about not once did you not once did
0: they hear me say that like put down the offenses or or anything like that, because I know how high powered the offenses are. It's just the defenses that there's nothing, nothing really about any of the defenses well, that the top kind defenses
3: of... have put out dominant performances. And what some of the top defenses out there do is what the teams that are higher level in the other divisions do is they have athletes rush the passer. Mm. And when you don't have a good offensive line and the quarterback is matched by a, an athlete with it, with the same athleticism, that equals a sack, right? <laughs> it's, if you if you if you just go with the NFL assumption where oh we'll put the big guys in D-line, the offensive line might let some guys through, but if a quarterback's athletic enough, he can make d lineman miss. Yeah. If you're putting a strong safety rush in a passer, he's the quarterback's not going to make a miss enough times and he's going to get caught. So you know as as unfortunately i got to wrap up my time here uh, i I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've gone as long as i think i can um, i want badly because i really like their play style for Sick with it to be the representative mm-hmm. um it's just hard because even though i feel like the teams and i was just talking about this with Scott McCorkle Bjorn Skarsgard the from the other side of the ball the viking those teams are built very similarly. They're 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 almost mirror images of each other in that. You know they've they've had guys on on different shows quoted by saying that they have four quarterbacks on their roster, right? Mm-hmm. They they have a litany of wide receivers where the one wide receiver that gets the most attention might not even be the most talented. They have uh, a stable of, of of skill players that they hand the ball off to or get the ball to in creative ways. And they have those hybrid pass rusher type of smaller defensive ends that cause huge problems at in every division in the a7FL. So for me, it really comes down to in that game which quarterback plays the best and, I wouldn't be surprised if Jeremy Geary or if uh, the other guy—I uh, think his name is Mark. What's the other guy's name?
0: Uh, on the tick with it
3: Yeah, the guy—the guy that played on the dream team against me. He's—he's he's the coach, but he, he stepped in a quarterback for Jeremy Geary, who was out in week seven. Whatever that guy, right? Yes, he's older than me too. Um, if either of those. Either of those guys could outplay Scooter if Scooter plays poorly. But what we've seen from Scott Hamilton is that when he is given enough time, he's deadly accurate and yeah. he's on time and he's looking for big plays. He's calling play action. He he's, he's managing, you know, run games and, you know, at times it looks too easy. So that game, I think I, uh, I think for that game and then the Northeast Championship between either the Watchmen, I think, or BIC or the U, between those five teams, I'm not sure which two of those five are going to end up in Ohio. I know that the Chaos are going to end up in Ohio. I know that the Nightcrawlers are going to end up in Ohio, but I'm I'm still torn. Whether who from the Northeast I'm gonna I'm gonna assume is gonna be there, and and who from the West Coast is gonna make it through that gauntlet of a of a bracket.
0: It's it's gonna be a very very exciting postseason, a historical one, uh, nonetheless for the A7FL. And and, and been... luckily
3: for the fans at home that love to hate, as I'm now currently free all Sunday, I'll be back with Matt and Rob sitting in that booth. Hop on YouTube.com slash A7FL this Sunday. Catch our round one coverage and follow, you know, so just so you you're, you don't miss one of the big games and get in the comments and you can give it to me. It's fine. It's fine. I can take it. <laughs> I got Mike Jones. He'll get my back. Yeah, he's taking it. Uh, guys, as always, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah, Corey. And um, Army.
0: Ladies and gentlemen of the Dwarf Army, Corey Hammond. We'll see you next time, Corey. Uh, Always a good time to have Corey on the show. Um, Very insightful. And again, once that episode on three-on-one drops, uh, we'll be able to get that to you. Uh, Postseason starts this Sunday, um, and it's going to be extremely fun. Kay, we might need to start uh doing our uh our uh what do we call it? Our our audition tapes so to speak this week. Um
2: so we mm-hmm. gotta be on point.
1: That's a better term.
0: So have we decided what we're gonna like like what style we're gonna do?
1: Um no, not necessarily. I mean we still have a day to figure it well. Yeah, a whole day to figure it out I'm, I'm
0: thinking i'm thinking if we just be us we'll be well, just fine.
1: well yeah but morally just a reflection of or morally just a outline of wouldn't wouldn't help you i mean wouldn't hurt either yeah um but um, like I said, I was personally just gonna be me anyway. Um, just watch the games and just react to us. As I was gonna ask you, Kay, um,
0: we did talk a little bit about it, uh, uh on the last show, mm-hmm. and you and I were pretty much in agreement of um, what the Miami Heat shouldn't do, mm-hmm. and here we are. Game six. How are you feeling? After especially after last night.
1: Oh, uh, last night didn't play didn't play any part. I mean, like I'm not really frustrated or anything like that. Just start like that. So it like now I'll say it like this. Last night didn't play any part or had anything to do with me being worried because I'm not. Um yeah. But I will say this, if we lose this game, this series is over. I Think am so yeah. At that point those boys will have too much momentum.
0: They'll be the first team to come back from a three and deficit. Damn. That would... I feel like that type of a loss would be kind of detrimental to Miami in some way, shape, or form. Someone's getting canned and people are leaving. Um, But, I mean, they're in Miami tomorrow. Um. so you're are you playing it cool or are the inside you're actually like fucking sweating it a little bit
1: well I mean I feel like you just asked me the same question twice but uh, <laughs> yes and <No>. yes <laughs> yeah no um, no I'm fine Seriously. I'm serious I'm not worried at all okay
0: i mean technically you guys did overachieve in people's in people's eyes so i guess it wouldn't necessarily be a total failure or anything else like that but just from 3-0 that's when it gets to the point of you won't have any frustrations towards that if the Miami Heat come back from from 3 and 0 and win.
1: Well, the Boston Celtics wait, no. I would be mad for sure, but it's like I don't honestly I wouldn't know how to feel cuz I really don't think that's going to happen. So I I don't really know how to answer that question.
0: I I feel like are you in a state of shock right now? Like you, you can't believe what you're actually seeing. So you're still trying to process it. No, is that what we're at right now? No, no, all. Okay. I'm just uh, like, <laughs> I do think, and it's, it's, so game four, I mean one sixteen to ninety nine, it's kind of bad. One ten so to ninety seven, that's yeah, kind of bad too.
1: Um, I mean, that's thirteen points and that's seventeen points. All right, I mean, at least be closer than that. No. I mean, the way everybody makes it seem like the Boston Celtics are a way better team than us. So, they should beat us by more points than what they're saying. I mean, to be fair, this was the team that you said out of the
0: entire Eastern Conference was the one that you said matched up.
1: Better um, than that. The best, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying, like. You did call it, so. To your own detriment sometimes, but you did call it. I wouldn't say that because I'm still up in the playoffs. That's not true.
0: I feel like we should have a watch-along because I kind of want to see your reaction, but then I don't know if you'll have a reaction. Uh. Like, during the game, I don't know if you're just going to be quiet about it or if you're gonna have reactions to certain things I don't know what we're gonna get I'm actually excited to see <laughs> I'm pretty excited to see which, which K we get tomorrow Um, let's see here Is there any there hasn't really been much going on in the NFL. Um the draft happened a little while ago obviously so there hasn't been much since then. Um let's See Nah, don't really want to talk about that. Sorry. But the Denver Nuggets are sitting pretty right now. They're just at home relaxing. Jokic
2: is doing something crazy somewhere.
0: And tomorrow the Heat and Celtics are gonna battle it out. Um so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, again I mean I look, to- at,
1: I look at it a multitude of ways. Um I can look at it like uh they're giving Tallahara more time to get healthy. Oh Maverick, that's
0: fucked up. He says, I wanna hear disappointed K for some odd reason. His team loses and he's sitting there stone faced. <laughs> that's
1: fucked up. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, you're not gonna get what you want, but it's okay to drink. <laughs>
0: K is in that mode right now of it's like a and this tends to happen during playoff like big moments for like all of his teams for obviously for people who have never seen the show before. K gets in these modes that when his teams are in high pressure playoff situations, he almost turns into that mode with the team of his focus, just going like nothing can phase me. Nothing, like nothing that you say, nothing that you do, nothing at all. It's like ice in my veins, in one ear and out the other. Doesn't matter. We'll see you coming tomorrow. That that's usually how K gets every second, uh, every freaking time. K or Maverick. Sixty seconds later, then he goes off. Yes, there actually have been times after the situation. There's a time period where there's like a, a like a deep dead silence, and then like we've had on episodes past. You know, go check them out. Spotify, you know, everywhere else. That you can listen to podcasts um he blows up into these half hour to 45 minute rants on what the team needs to do to get better why they suck now who needs to get fired um just the whole ordeal and it's always a great great show to hear because he always brings up really really good points but it's but it's like he lets it build He lets it build to that point. That's why during the playoff moment, you have this, like his background right now, just staring motherfucking at you. Just again, nothing that you say is going to phase me. I may blow up later. I may not. We'll see what it happens. But (laughs) he's so exactly. It makes great post show content the next day for sure. Absolutely, absolutely, it does. (laughs) Well, everybody. We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us on this Friday. Enjoy the weekend. There's a lot going on. Uh, NBA playoffs, A7FL playoffs. It's all there. Uh, Sunday, join us on YouTube as well to be able to have a a watch party. We're going to be doing our quote-unquote auditions uh, for announcing the A7FL games. And what better way to do it than the start of the first uh, ever playoff situation for uh, Western and Eastern conferences uh, heading into the first ever um, basically combined conference almost Super Bowl S style A7FL championship uh, heading to Bullhead City, Arizona just an hour and 45 minutes outside of Las Vegas. It's going to be an exciting time. We are going to be there for every single bit of it it's going to be exciting so stay tuned for all of that again we appreciate you guys for hanging out with us on this uh lovely friday evening um for myself for maverick uh for the 610 beast from the southeast mr country k we appreciate the hell out of you we'll see you guys next time